Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome, everybody, to worship here on this, the second Sunday in the season of Lent. Uh, for our friends who are worshiping online or on the radio, a reminder is, as, as I always do, to go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find the bulletin for this service under the resources tab. That way you can follow along. Um, also, there are options for giving your, your tithes and your offering to the Lord under the Give tab. Just a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship today. Lenten midweek worship continues on Wednesday mornings and Wednesday, after, uh, Wednesday evenings. 11, uh, 11 o'clock is the morning service, 6.30 p.m. is the evening service. Please join us also for supper prior to the evening worship service. Supper is served starting at 5 p.m. Please uh, plan to attend the special congregational voters meeting today, right after this service. The purpose of that meeting, as you might remember, is to vote on the call of a new associate pastor. Biographical information of each of the three candidates that the call committee interviewed has been shared for the last three weekends, including today, that's in your bulletin. All members of chapel are encouraged to stay and attend that very special and important meeting today after this service. Please mark your calendar for Monday, March 13th at 7 p.m. That's the day when the concert band from Concordia University in Nebraska will be here at Chapel of the Cross for a concert. Over 50 young men and women under the direction of Dr. Kurt Von Kampen will be playing that day. It's going to be a wonderful concert. You will not want to miss that. Um, please invite others to come with you as well. Again, that's Monday, March 13th, 7 p.m. And more information about that is in your Chapel Weekly. A reminder that during the month of March, we will be gathering personal care items to, on behalf of Lutheran World Relief. Please see the explanation sheet at the Welcome Center as to what to get and how to bring that back to chapel. When you do bring that back, there is a box by the pillar there in the commons area where you can place that. When we return those, Lutheran World Relief will then distribute those personal care kits to individuals in need around the world. Uh, in subsequent months, uh, we're going to be planning on collecting some items for Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child as well, uh, but, and, and we'll share more information about that as we come to that. But for this month, this month of March, we are gathering personal care items for Lutheran World Relief. Thank you very much for anybody who participates in that important project. And we're looking forward this summer to a mission trip serving in northern Canada with Lutheran Association of Missionaries and Pilots, or LAMP. Mike and Ellen Kay have served with LAMP and have been on many mission trips over the years, and they are coordinating our trip here this summer and want to share some special information about LAMP and about that trip as well. So, Mike and Ellen. Good morning. Um, as Pastor said, uh, I'm Mike and Ellen. We're Mike and Ellen Kay, and uh, we're we're relatively new members here at Chapel of the Cross, um, and we've also been involved with Lamp uh, for over 20 years. Um, we've uh, served as uh, short-term missionaries with Lamp. Uh, it's basically a two-week uh, commitment, a one-week uh, Bible school that uh, that occurs. Uh, and uh, over the years, we've organized um, each summer either about two or sometimes when we're blessed uh, with as many people, uh, three summer Bible school teams. Now, what is LAMP, you ask? Well, Ellen will answer. LAMP stands for Lutheran Association of Missionaries and Pilots. Many of you might have already heard about LAMP. Um, it's been around for over 50 years. 
and it began with one pastor pilot having the vision of flying into very remote communities in northern Canada to bring the word of God. And then this developed into um, bringing, encouraging congregations to um, staff uh, Bible school teams. A little known fact that you might not know is that LWML actually helped purchase uh, the first LAMP airplane. Today, LAMP is made up of a small office staff, three missionaries, a full-time pilot, and two planes. And typically, we would have over 500 volunteers from various congregations across the U.S. and Canada going up each summer. However, since COVID, that number has drastically dropped. Um, we would normally serve about 53 communities, and this summer, the executive director is hoping that we'll have 20 teams go, and we would be two of those 20. So there's a great need um, for more teams. Uh, many of these communities do not have full-time clergy um, or Bible school or Sunday school for the children. Um, so when the Bible school team comes, the children really look forward to it each summer. So we do have the opportunity here at Chapel of the Cross. What, what we're planning to do is um, support two teams going north this coming summer. Um, you can be a part of this. Uh, and, and most importantly, you can be a part of this from this day forward in prayer. Uh, prayer is such a powerful part of this ministry. And so pray. Pray that uh, not only we have these two teams from Chapel of the Cross, but also that throughout the United States and Canada, that other churches begin to gear up once again for LAMP as everything has now opened up for the most part, and that's basically what has hindered us for the past three years. Um, you can also support the team through uh, financial support, and, and we are so grateful that here at Chapel of the Cross, one of the three emphases, mission emphases for the year is Lutheran Association of Missionaries and Pilots. And so um, that's a huge part of this as well. And also just simply assistance and preparations. It takes a lot to get ready um, for the summer. And so it's, it's preparation and crafts. It's all kinds of different preparations that have to be done here, you know, and, and, and you can be a part of that as well, even if you're not part of one of the teams Oh, speaking of teams, you can also be part of the team. And, and if God is calling you and, and even nudging you a little bit, um, I encourage you to, to come and talk to us and um, we'll nudge you a little bit further. Um, but uh, we'll also answer questions. And, and again, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity uh, to be a part of a short-term mission. So if God's tapping you on the shoulder and saying, I need you to go, Think about it, pray about it, and on Sunday, March 19th, after the late service, we'll have a more in-depth meeting of people who are thinking they might want to go. And other than that, um, after church, we'll be outside at the lamp table if you have any questions. Thank you. Thank you both, and we look forward especially to that meeting. Again, if, the, if you have got 
any questions about LAMP or about a mission trip, please bend their ear and, and talk, talk to them. They can answer many questions that you might have. Our director of this week, week this weekend is Nancy Sabota. Nancy's standing in the back there. She's one of our members of our board of directors. She's our vice president, in fact, and she will be greeting you at the door as you leave today. Get to know Nancy is one of your uh, members of the board of directors. And our elder of this weekend is Craig Schluckman. Craig is... Oh, there he is, sorry. <laughs> Craig's in the back over there, and he's going to greet you at the back door, too. So get to know Craig is one of your elders here at Chapel. God's blessings to you as we worship together this morning. We stand and share the peace of our Lord with each other, after which we will sing our entrance hymn.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Kyrie, for this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, your ways are justice and truth. Strengthen our faith in Christ that we find in him alone to be the way and the truth and the life. Keep the eyes of our faith focused on our Redeemer, and in the end, take us to be with your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading is from the 12th chapter, chapter of Genesis. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, 
and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled to the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent. With Bethel on the west and I on the east, there he built an altar to the Lord and called in the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. This is the word of the Lord. to the mountains, from where cometh my help. My help shall come from the one who has made the heavens and the earth, the maker of heaven and I lift my eyes to the hills, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip, he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will either slumber nor sleep. I lift my eyes to the mountains, from where cometh my help. My help shall your right hand. 
the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going. Epistle is from the fourth chapter of Romans. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, discovered in this matter? If in fact Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. It was not through law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be the heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who live by law are heirs, faith has no value and the promise is worthless, because law brings wrath, and where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who is life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. This is the word of the Lord. We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs that you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. 
Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated at this time. The children may come forward for the children's message. morning. How are y'all doing? There's a few more coming in the back. All right. Thanks for coming up. So this morning, I have a couple of pictures that I'm going to show to you. And these are, I think, people that you should recognize. So let's see if you know who these are, okay? Does that look familiar? Who is that? Should I point to him? That's Pastor Lesh. Yep. Here's another one. Who do you think this is? Yeah, there's a cat in the picture. But that's not who I'm talking about. Who's this? You actually just you actually just heard him sing. That's Mr. McEwen over there, yeah. Uh huh. All right, I got another one. You know who this is? You recognize him? That's Zeke. He's actually going to play his French horn here in a little bit at the end of the service. Huh? Okay, one more. <laughs> that is my son. That's Jonah. He just had a birthday yesterday. Uh huh. Okay. So these pictures, these baby pictures, they don't really look very much like the, the people do now, do they? No. Look a little different. Uh-huh. So do you think that those people could ever go back and look like this again? Probably not, right? That would be kind of silly to think that. Actually, that would be impossible to think that, wouldn't it? In our gospel reading today, we heard about a man that 
um, well, his name was what? You remember? Nicodemus. And he went to Jesus to talk to him and to find out who he was and what he was doing. And what did Jesus tell him? He said that you need to be born again. But Nicodemus was kind of confused by that, wasn't he? He said, how can that be? I can't go back to being a little baby again. That just, that can't work. That can't happen, right? You can hold that one. Okay. Right? So we can't go back and do that again. Jesus says that you need to be born again. But what he was talking about was a spiritual birth. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gives us faith in our hearts and that we can believe in Him and in Jesus' promise. And the last part of the Gospel reading that we heard, there were some promises. I'm going to read that again and you tell me, what are the promises that we heard? Jesus says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, you know the rest of it, that whoever believes in him, yeah, what are the promises in there? God said, or Jesus says, for God so loved the world, he loves us, he loves us, he loves you, that he sent Jesus into the world for us. He loved us so much that he sent Jesus for us that if we believe in him and believe in his promises, that what do we get? Eternal life. What a wonderful gift. We can't do anything to gain that gift, right? That is a free gift that God gives to us. What a wonderful, wonderful gift that is. All right, would you say a prayer with me this morning? We're going to thank God for that wonderful gift. Can you fold your hands? Repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to save us. Thank you that we can have new life. Help us to remember that every day. Thank you for loving us so much. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thanks so much for coming up. You can go back and sit with your families, and we will continue our service with the sermon
be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the sermon this morning is that Old Testament reading appointed for the day from Genesis chapter 12, beginning at the first verse. I'd like to read just a few of those verses again. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, God said it, and Abraham did it. Don't you find that incredibly unique? It's delightfully atypical. God said it, and Abraham did it, just like that. Now, when you think about other people, maybe even when you think about yourself, how many people, when God says, I'm going to ask you to do something challenging, something perhaps even difficult, how many people will right away follow and obey? Just like that. Not many, I don't think. Abraham's response is an atypical response, isn't it? Moses didn't do it. God comes to Moses in that burning bush, remember? Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh. I want you to tell him to let my people go. You are my chosen instrument to be a leader for my people. And remember what Moses said. Um, God, I, I think maybe you made a mistake. I don't think I can do this. Send someone else. God said it, but Moses did not do it, at least not right away. Jonah, I mean, he's a poster child for this. God said to Jonah, Jonah, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its, it's wickedness has come up before me. Now, is this the way the story continues? So Jonah left just as the Lord had told him to. <laughs> you know it isn't. That would be atypical. Now, this is the very next verse. It says, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Not Nineveh, Tarshish. The other way. And we all know how that turned out for Jonah. And the Bible is filled with typical examples like Moses, like Jonah, when God calls, but there is doubt and there's hesitation and there's excuses at that calling. But Abraham, the Bible says, he was delightfully atypical, incredibly unique. God said it and Abraham did it. Right away he followed he followed God forward. Abraham lived and he acted to show that a faithful forward is better than a normal neutral. A faithful forward is better than a normal neutral. Think about how you would react to God's call. If God would say something like this to you. I want you to pick up and I want you to move and I want to go to the place that I'm going to show you. I'm not going to show it to you yet, but I'm going to show it to you eventually. Would you go? Would you follow God forward? Would you trust in him as he leads? 
Or would you instead say something like, well, thanks, but no thanks, God. I'll stay right where I am and settle for a normal neutral. Abraham did not settle. Abraham did not settle for a God-displeasing, normal, neutral. No, Abraham faithfully followed God forward, and he answered his call to service. So how did he do that? How did he do what we and so many others so often fail to do? How is he so incredibly unique, so delightfully atypical? Well, I think he had to do with some pretty simple spiritual math. Very simple. Seven is greater than six. See how simple that is? Seven is greater than six. It is, isn't it? So, for instance, if you and I would go to the bank and we just took out some money and I had seven $100 bills and you had six $100 bills and I said to you, hey, you know what, let's switch. I'll take your 600, you take my 700. What would you do? Well, you'd take that money and run, right? Why? Well, because seven is greater than six. It's not hard, is it? No, it's a piece of cake. It's simple. That's what Abraham came to understand. God's abundant, sevenfold, faithful forward blessing is so much better than man's sixfold, stagnant, normal, neutral. Did you hear in that text what God asked Abraham to leave behind? There are a number of reasons why Abraham would stay put right where he was. You know how many reasons? Six reasons. Six reasons to stay put. Number one, God said, leave your country. He's telling Abraham to leave all that was familiar, the land that he loved. Number two, God said, leave your people, all your friends, your buddies, your colleagues. Number three, leave your father's household, all your relatives, your home where you lived. Number four, God called Abraham to leave when he was 75 years old. Who wants to do something like this when you're 75 years old? Number five, God called Abraham to move. He had to pack up everything and move. Any of you like moving? I don't like moving. But he was called to move. He didn't even have a trailer. He didn't have a truck. But he was called to move. And number six, God, God called Abraham to go to a land that is already settled by the Canaanites. So he'd have really, really bad neighbors right off the bat. I mean, Abraham had six good reasons to stay put, to keep it in normal neutral. If he stays in Ur of the Chaldeans, right there where God had called him, everything stays the same. But God says, leave your six, Abraham, because I have a wonderful sevenfold blessing for you. Seven is greater than six. Listen to what God says. He says, Abram, go, leave your home, but as you go, know this. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you, and all people on earth will be blessed 
through you. All people will be blessed because from Abraham's line comes Jesus Christ. Literally, all people on earth are blessed through Abraham. What an incredible blessing, an enormous blessing. That's a sevenfold blessing. A seven is greater than six. And Abraham, he gets it. Seven is greater than six. That's God's desire, not just for Abraham, but for you and me too. Following God forward in faith is better than settling for a normal neutral. For those of us old, to, old enough to remember driving a stick shift, we know about neutral. Everybody have a stick shift car back in the day? A number of you did, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of fun. I like a stick shift car. But you know, you know what neutral's like. It's, it's, it's safe. It's right in the middle there. It just jiggles around. You can press down the clutch. You can pull up the clutch. You can press the gas. You can pull off the gas. Nothing happens. It's safe. But you go nowhere. For how many of us as Christians would that be, sadly, a good description? Safe. But going nowhere. We have settled for life in Ur. Got six good reasons to stay put. Six reasons to hold back, to stick it in normal neutral and not obey God and faithfully follow forward where he leads. Now We don't want to let go of all that stuff that's holding us back from following forward in faith. And you and I sometimes have a very difficult time letting go of those things so we can follow God forward faithfully. Now, do you know anybody who has trouble letting go? Trouble giving up things? Maybe you look in a mirror, you'll, you'll find that person, right? Me too. I've got problems with giving some things up. Number of things. One of the things I have trouble giving up is my coffee mugs. I've got an awesome coffee mug collection. I really do. At least I think it's awesome. My wife, not so much. In fact, I've been told that I cannot buy any more coffee mugs unless, what do you think? I get rid of some of the ones I already have. And, you know, that's fair. I understand that, I guess. It's, there's actually no more room in the cupboard for any more coffee mugs. But truly, I would have a very hard time getting rid of some of those mugs. They mean a lot to me for some odd reason. What do you refuse to let go of? Stuff a lot more damaging than a coffee mug collection, for sure. And me too. There's a lot of things that are a part of those six good reasons why we won't move faithfully forward, but instead we stay in normal neutral. What is it that we won't give up that's hard to stop? Looking down on other people to make ourselves feel better? Selfishly putting ourselves first before others? Scorning a neighbor because of their skin color? Maybe it's envy. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's hate because somebody hurt you. It's power or lust or something else. And we, we hold on to those sins. We don't want to let them go. And we've got our reasons. And we stay right where we're at. 
And God says to you and to me, perhaps we can move forward from here. But you will need to let go. Some things have to be left behind. In fact, I will empower you to do that. I will enable you to do that. I will work in you so that you would follow faithfully forward instead of staying in normal neutral. Those six reasons to be stuck in neutral, that selfishness, that prejudice, that hate, that envy, that pride, that greed, and so many other things. Let me take that, God says. I've got something better for you. Seven is greater than six. He took it at the beginning of the service. Do you remember? You prayed. I heard you. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done, by what we have left undone. But for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us. Renew us. And lead us. And you heard his sweet absolution, didn't you? Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I've got something better for you, God says, than this stuff that keeps you in normal, neutral. Forgiveness and life and salvation and having received my love and my grace, you can faithfully follow me forward. And he leads us so very often up here to this communion rail. He says, you, you can leave those burdens there, you know. All of those things that are causing you and me to be stuck in normal neutral, leave them. Leave them at the communion rail. And hear his declaration to you. Take and eat and take and drink my body and my blood given for you for the forgiveness of your sin. I've got something better for you. Forgiveness and life and salvation. And having received my love and having received my grace, you can faithfully follow me forward. We drop our burdens and we pick up his promises. Oh, God makes promises, you know. He gave Abraham seven promises. And Abraham did a little spiritual math in his head, and he realized that seven is greater than six, and he followed God faithfully forward. God makes promises to you and me too, you know. Abraham got seven. He gives you and me more, so much more. I promise that I'll be with you. I promise I'll forgive you. I promise that I will guide you. I promise that I will lead you. I promise I'll give you peace. I promise I'll give you hope. I promise to give you the gift of heaven. I promise to give you salvation. I promise you eternal life. And over and over it goes. On and on it goes. All those promises and so many more. The math is simple. God's seven is so much greater than our six. And by his promises and in his love, we move out of normal, neutral. And we faithfully 
follow him forward. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stand as we confess together our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed that's printed for you on page 9 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. We pray for the church that all the baptized may be renewed in the faith of Abraham, and that we may trust the promises of him who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist by his all-powerful word. We pray for all pastors, teachers, and leaders of the church that throughout the world, the one who came to be a blessing to every family of the earth would be proclaimed faithfully and welcomed with joy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who labor in our world's mission fields, especially those who serve with our mission partners, Lutheran Association of Missionaries and Pilots, Lutheran Bible Translators, and Helping Hands Food Pantry, that God would protect them by his holy angels and strengthen, them, strengthen their witness to his Son. And we pray for all the schools of our church, daycares, preschools, elementary schools, high schools, colleges, and seminaries, that they may form students who will serve the Lord's purposes in this generation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those in authority. We ask, Lord, that you would look in kindness on our president, our public servants, and all our armed forces. Move them to serve according to your will, being a blessing to our nation and the nations of the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for peace among nations. O Lord, bless every effort to establish peace among the nations of the world. Give wisdom and strength to those who lead. Guide those who make decisions. And transform the hearts of people everywhere to exalt peace above war. 
justice above gain, and honor above glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the suffering, the afflicted, the lonely, the poor, and those who have asked our prayers because of illness or infirmity. Especially today, we pray for John Gassner, Judy Helker, Mary Jo Lohberg, and Bessie Mosley. We also bring before you others who are in need of your healing touch during this time of silent prayer. We commend all who are in need into your loving hands. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our homes and our families. Visit, O oh Lord, the homes in which your people dwell and keep, keep all harm and danger far from them. Grant that we may live together in peace under the protection of your holy angels. Especially guard and protect the most vulnerable among us, the aged, the infirm, and the unborn. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray with those who celebrate. We give thanks to you, O Lord, with those who celebrate the goodness of your gifts, especially Pastor Ellery and Kathy Glenn, as they celebrate their 48th wedding anniversary. Continue to lead, to guide, and to bless them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing hymn together.